Blog Talk Radio. Time to watch this movie. Shut the fuck. 98. Ah! It's Hey yo, hey yo, regardless of rain or snow, sleet or hail, I kick street tails, choking niggas like I'm free well, golden state, holding your face in the palm of my hand, blow you away like it's part of the plan, I gotta call it like I see it, talking like I be it, walking my walk, thugged out, orthopedic, cause I'm soon to be up, give me room, watch me heat up, niggas try to stick me like Abdulawima, follow the leader, make me go extra hard, yo Norris, should I hold back or show the repertoire, quit at 16 or throw an extra ball, just for the non-believers, I show them why it's so hard to reach us. I get pussy with my father's speeches. Puff heavily. See me at 6'1, weigh a buck 70. Catch me in spots, y'all niggas never be. Packed in, like Green Bay. Harlem week to Queen's Day. Performing a cappella, no DJ. 98 live, no replay. Make it seem easy. So tell a friend and tell a friend that it's them again. No, no, Champagne on the rocks, pouring the Fort Knox, Lazarus, Shark Salad with carrots, pork chops and applesauce, twin connection, disrespect and watch your body caves and pump the shoddy gauge and hit the shorty whitey potty trainer. I ain't playing, I'm truly the worst, to be the first to get his whole body fully reversed. Who's your hurts, leave you double dead. I'm a bubble head, I never listen to nothing my mother said. And yo, I hold niggas ransom for money like Johnny Handsome. And son of niggas so long, I think I got a grandson. My passion is money, a stash and a honey that won't ask no questions. But don't blast anybody, that's my kind of girl Kind of world I wanna live in, not a cell Or a prison or in hell, so I'm getting just a little ghetto Where my niggas control the middle and know the riddles of life For others no only get little Rich places, sick places See my story, 6,666 pages Wages, I wrote six aces And at the same dice game, I caught six cases All over big faces, now I tip laces Ready to dig faces, but the bang it ain't a bit spacious Niggas building up their rib cages, cats like the rib places, bloody lip cases. The gym is a big racist, but I stand for the big places. But the world know your girl though, I fuck her off a furlough. Should be up, put me up, all your sales could be luck. Only question for these ducks is baby girl, could we fuck? You the type that need a wife. LOX told y'all to keep the light. Asshole, y'all don't play around. I lay it down. Fuck around, I spray around. Flick a biscuit, nigga risk it. My ass, yeah. Ain't kick no nigga in the world, you know, thorough than this. Buffs off and sit the hot barrel dead on your lips like two thirds of a brick. Panero and kiss the crystal white fluffy parts that are come back quick. See, the plan is to stash y'all. Cash y'all. So we so strong. They gotta put it in glass jars. Niggas try to smoke me out, then smoke me out. The rims on my new joint be poking out. I'm about to have no feelings, shit is deep, do they dance with the devil when they sleep, I wake up gripping the air, wishing the head, shit that they kick in your ear, when your soul drips in the air, my gift is half rotten, when I spit it's dead, I should have dropped down my eye, I'm tired to cry, and I ain't never seen a nigga that's too live to die, they say you get what you ask for, get it cause you ask for it, a nigga ain't a thief, then he better have the cash for and it, and we gon' be around till your body rot, and if the feds brung us in, we get the same time, got it, y'all, Bob Marley, that funny 
Yo, yo, yo. What it do? Welcome to the Skybox. It's your boy Chills. Hi, It's DCC with Chef here. What's happening, though? Yo, what it do? Welcome to another episode of the Skybox. Ready? Ready to oh, do this? You know, we got a lot to talk okay. about tonight. Oh, yeah. We definitely got a lot to talk about. We might as well just get right on into it. No one ain't waste any time. We get right into it. Boy, kick it uh, off. Quick. Boy, kick it quick, off. Quick three. Quick three times, quick three times. First off, um, within a 24-hour period, two well-known ESPN on-air talents uh, reports announced that they are actually leaving ESPN pretty soon. Uh, just uh, on Tuesday, it was announced in a report that Mike Tirico, who has been with ESPN for 25 years, he's been with ESPN since 1991, is taking off. He's going to NBC and possibly going to become the play-by-play man for their Thursday night football broadcast. Uh, Just 24 hours after that report came out, Skip Bayless announced that he is going to leave ESPN in August when his contract runs out. Uh, And there was a report that says that after his his, um, contract runs out, He's going to go possibly to Fox Sports 1. Uh, Skip Bayless, as many people know, is one of the uh, hosts of the ESPN show First Take. And uh, he's actually going to do his final uh, First Take episode the day after the conclusion of the NBA Finals, which will be taking place later on uh, later on in the spring. Uh, Tariko, there was no word on when he would be moving over to NBC. Again, it was just it was it's the report that's been going around that that Tariko is definitely moving over. As you know, Tariko has been the play-by-play voice for uh, ESPN Monday Night Football as well as other events such as NBA, college basketball, as well as ESPN's two rounds of coverage of the Masters. Uh, so he's heading over there, and he'll most likely be on play-by-play for a lot of the NBC golf events as the Open Championship is going to be on uh, NBC uh, instead of ABC and ESPN like it has been years past. So ESPN is losing out on some great on-air talent uh, this year, so hopefully they can be able to recover from that. Uh, Number two, uh, just a week after the original UFC 200 main event was basically – killed because of Conor McGregor not traveling to the United States in order to uh, be a part of promotional engagement to prepare for the fight. Just um, a new main event has been set, and it was announced uh, on Wednesday that the new main event for the historic 200th uh, pay-per-view offering, uh, the pay-per-view big fight offering for UFC is going to be for the light heavyweight championship, and it is a rematch between interim light heavyweight champion John Bones Jones and the current light heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier. Uh, These two were scheduled to face each other uh, back at UFC 97, but Cormier suffered a shin injury that forced him out of the fight, and Jones ended up facing Ovince St. Pro at that event last weekend in which he was the victor. Now, uh, so now it's said that those two will face off against each other for the light heavyweight championship, uh, replacing Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. 
Uh, there is still no word yet on if Diaz will still fight. At the biggest card of the year for UFC 200, uh, that card, that matchup now becomes the third title fight that's taken place at the event. Misha Tate will be uh, facing off against Amanda Nunes for the Women's Bantamweight Championship. And the interim featherweight title will be on the line, Jose Aldo versus Frankie Edgar. So, anybody who's a UFC fan or an MMA fan, that, that, this, this card has got really, really major in a hurry. And finally, uh, some very, very sad news in the world of entertainment and in wrestling. Uh, last week, it was it was uh, reported right after we went off the air last week that the woman known as the Knife One of the World, China, uh, Joni Marie Lawyer, passed away or was found dead in her in her residence. On Wednesday, last Wednesday, uh, today, uh, an initial report came out through her manager that because of her untimely passing at the age of 46 was a combina- due to a combination of the sleeping pill Ambien and Valium, which is a form of a tranquilizer. Uh, she had been legally prescribed the pills but had been taking them over the course of three weeks and was not using them properly. So her death was the result of what was said an accidental overdose and not suicide. Uh, um, The toxicology reports could take months uh, to be be, uh, released uh, to determine if she died of the overdose, but that is the uh, initial, initial finding. Uh, Redondo Beach Police had an issue reported China's death as a possible overdose or a natural death. Meanwhile, China's brain will be examined by the Nigerian-born forensic pathologist and expert on CTE, Dr. Bennett Omalu. If many people remember, uh, Will Smith portrayed Omalu in the film Concussion, uh, which details the doctor's extensive research on sports athletes whose heads were repeatedly exposed to blunt force trauma and who then developed a degenerate brain disease. So uh, that's your quick three for um, for this week's uh, for this week's episode. Man, it's just it's still a shock. Um, what happened to China? It's still just it's, you know I, I really don't think it's sunk in that she's gone. Honestly, I mean. I mean, it's still shocking, but at the rate that she was going at one time, like we can, we all kind of saw her coming. Like, I mean, we saw her. It's been times we've seen her high, we've seen her drunk, we've seen her not in the proper state of mind. So, I wouldn't say that I'm too shocked that she passed away, but it's still sad to see her leave because I mean. She was a huge part of not only wrestling, but the Attitude Era for the then WWF. Also, it was something that I've seen like a couple of days after she died. Well, actually, a few hours after she died. One of her final videos. Did you get a chance to see uh, her uh, videos that she posted right before she passed? 
I did not. I uh, I heard about it, but I did not get a chance to to see it. Okay. Um. But I, it's like if you watch the video, you can see where you can see that one. She looked very sick. I mean, not just smaller, but the her skin complexion. It was just off. Um, also, you see where she tried to cover up a black eye. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to throw any conspiracies out there, but yeah, like, I I don't know what's going on, but was, but watching her final videos, it's like, you see all this, and you're like, wow, what really happened? But I'm going to say this. China, rest in peace, baby. You will you will be forever missed. Indeed, indeed, definitely. Rest in peace, China. Rest in peace. Uh, speaking of uh, WWE, uh, they actually have a pay per view upcoming. As you know, they had WrestleMania uh, earlier this month, uh, but now they're going to have Payback uh, coming up this Sunday on. WWE Network, and it's a decent, it's a pretty good looking card. It's a pretty good looking card. Uh, some of the matches on there, they, they already announced that during the pre-show, Kalisto uh, uh, of the Lucha Dragons will be once again defending his United States Championship against the Ryback during the pre-show. And I'm just like, okay, so now Ryback wins the championship finally, huh? Okay, all right. Something about that bothers me. Okay. Why is the United States title defended on the pre-show? I, I mean, yes, you have Felicio, you have Ryback. I mean, you're not going to get so you're not going to really get too much of a too much out of a promo series with them too. But Felicio is still the United States Championship. That is a title that has a lot of history and prestige to it. Why is it being held back from the main card of the pay-per-view and put on the pre-show? That's a that's a slap on the face. I mean, yes, we all know where the United States title came from originally. It was not an original WWE title. But due to the credibility, the history of that title, it should get more respect than it should. No matter who's the champion, it should be on the card of the pay-per-view in every pay-per-view because it's one of your titles. I'm done. No, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. It needs to be on the on the main show, but unfortunately, it's not on the main show. Uh, it'll be part of the pre-show. Now, the main show card goes as follows, uh, and we can break down all the matches. We can break down a couple of them, but here's the match card for the main show. Uh, you have three championships on the line. You have the women's championship, Charlotte versus Natalia. Uh, you have mm-hmm. the Miz versus Cesaro for the Intercontinental Championship. You have Dolph Ziggler versus the Lone Wolf Baron Corbin. Uh, Enzo and Cash versus the Vaude Villains in the finals of the number one contenders tag team tournament presented by Budio. Uh Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens <laughs> are facing off. I'm just saying, you got to say the whole thing. 
Uh, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose Chris Jericho. (laughs) Chris Jericho. (laughs) Hey. Hey, they sponsored the tournament. And then Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Championship. The, the the matches that I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens because I know they're going to tear their house down. And I'm looking forward to Enzo and Captain Navarro because they faced each other a few times in NXT. And I think I've seen one of them, and it was, a really good, it was a really good show, really good match. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring to the table uh, when they get up to the up here on the main roster. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to that. The main event, I mean, the main event is what it is. It, it is what it is, you know. Your boy Booty Hair, man, you know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, he's telling you, that's not my boy, young. I don't associate <laughs> with, ass, with ass-haired niggas that's running around in the Federation, like. <laughs> yeah, yo, that is that is not that is not a friend of mine. That's not a homie of mine. That's not a acquaintance of mine. That is some <laughs> nigga that I wish they would hurry up and take the belt off and get him off his fucking TV. That nigga sucks so bad. He makes he makes me miss the Brooklyn Brawler. He sucks so bad. He makes me miss Gilbert. You ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He sucks so bad. That I miss Santino. And not even Wait, Santino shit. wrestling. Just Santino just doing funny shit. <laughs> Hell. He Santino's better. Look, Santino is better on the mic than Roman Reigns. Okay, all right. We go, we go. I believe that. You one. know what? You're right, though. You're right, though. Especially the, uh, when he was uh, feuding with Chavo Guerrero. When he said that Chavo's. Auntie, which was which is Vicky Guerrero, looks like a pig. Well, you gotta say it in Italian. Your auntie Vicky looks like the pig. Then he made the pig noises. That was humor. Oh my. <laughs> but we actually we actually have quite a few callers on though. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, we do. Seven nine five one. Welcome to the skybox. Hello? Anybody anybody there? Maybe they're just maybe they're just listening. I guess so. Alright. I'm gonna try Oh, okay. It's the same number. Let me try this one. Seven nine five one, you want welcome to the skybox. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> let's keep it moving. Uh, but yeah, but I'm gonna tell you something. Like I said, I'm looking forward to Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens. That's gonna be a fun. That's gonna be a good one to look at. Uh, Dean Ambrose, Chris Jericho should be good too. Uh, this is their all should be all right. Uh, and in the women's championship match, like okay, there's something I want to mention here, but it does contain a spoiler for SmackDown. So, uh-huh. if you're listening, if you're listening live, please mute us for about the next 30 to 40 seconds, maybe a minute, 
if you're listening to this on the podcast, just fast forward about 60 seconds so you don't get the spoiler starting now. So, at the SmackDown tape is Tuesday night, there was an Ambrose Asylum uh, segment with Charlotte and Natalia, with Ric Flair being there. And during the promo, as they were talking about Bret Hart and Ric Flair, Ric Flair responded to Natalia by telling her to kill herself. Now, it is most likely that that will be edited out of the, uh, the final broadcast, but there is video sur- that has surfaced on the Internet that's gone viral that shows Ric Flair saying that to Natalia. And the reaction of Dean Ambrose was priceless. And, yeah, so Ric Flair has had a, a noteworthy 24 hours. Not only he did that SmackDown taping, uh, but then he uh, had an issue at the airport as he was getting ready to fly out, uh, fly out to, I guess, the next uh, location. He had to, be, had to receive medical attention because he had a cut on his hand. Now, many reports say that he was at the uh, the airport lounge prior to the, uh, being seen by a medical personnel to fix his hand. Um, some say he was intoxicated. Some say he was not. Um, the end result was he was he was treated for a cut on his hand, and he was able to fly uh, board his flight. But uh, yeah, Ric Flair. Ric Flair is just yeah. I don't know what's going on with Rick Flair. He needs he needs help. He needs help. I'm just saying. My question to you, Chill, uh, is... Hold on, wait, wait. Wait, wait, hold on. I got a spoiler alert. Okay. All right. For those who uh, don't want to hear my spoiler alert, you go ahead and mute your phones. Uh, step away from your computers if you're streaming the podcast. But here, here it goes. Woman brings his ass hair. Spoiler alert. There we go. Moving on. <laughs> Speaking of uh, old booty hair, my question to you is: Do you see Carl Anderson and Luke Gall- and Doc Gallows getting involved in the world title match? And if so, how? Yes, they will. How? I hate to say it, but I think they're going to cost AJ the match. They're either going to turn on AJ or they're going to get AJ disqualified. That's all I have. Okay. Yeah, I I I, I honestly feel like that's going to that's what's going to happen. There's a lot of talk that that this Sunday could be when uh, Finn Balor moves up, moves up the roster, moves up to the main roster. And is the man that's bleeding Gallows and 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 Anderson, but either yeah, way, that guy happened too. Cause I thought about it. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens. Anything we'll else from wrestling happens. before we move on? Yeah. Uh, nah, just you know. Also, they're going to have a segment on there where Mr. McMahon is going to determine who's going to be running Raw, whether it'll be his daughter Stephanie, and the Authority or the Authorita or Shane McMahon. So yeah, that's going to be, yeah. It's going to be that. All right. You know that's uh, still a moment. Sure. But anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, let's let's move on. Uh, NBA. 
Well, while the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the San Antonio Spurs are chilling at home waiting for the first round to be over, we still got playoff basketball. We do. We still got playoff basketball going on right now. And uh, I'm trying to pull up the scores right now. Uh, we know uh, Golden State and Houston are going to tip off in about five minutes. And Golden State's trying to end that series off. They're up 3-1. to one. Uh, Charlotte and Miami, uh, they're playing right now. It's less than a minute to go in the fourth quarter with uh, Miami up by one. They're trying to take a 3-2 series lead and extend and take this to game six. Uh, also tied is Portland and Los Angeles and the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers are down 14-7. That game is still early in that one. They're, um, they're, they're counting down in the, in the first period. They're like four minutes, like four and a half minutes left in the first period or the first quarter. Uh, but the Clippers, but, I mean, the Clippers got some bad news this week. They got some bad news. Okay. Okay, first, they lose Chris Paul for four to six weeks, which is the which is the, which is is the the entire postseason. <laughs> then they lose Blake Griffin, all in the same game. Blake Griffin was announced that he will be out for the entire postseason. Clippers, are y'all hurt or not? Like, can y'all beat Portland without CP3 and Blake Griffin? But I'm about to bring somebody on. Okay, never mind. Guess not. Oh, hold on, wait, wait, wait. See you, Colin. Hold up, matter of fact, yeah. 7673. Welcome to the Skybox. Hello, can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, the Eastern Conference playoffs is a joke. It's only the Cavaliers worth talking about. The Western Conference playoffs got a little more interesting. But I wanted y'all input on the Golden State Warriors and how they would do in the next round. I feel like if they play the um, Portland Trailblazers or Clippers, they'll beat both of them without Steph Curry. But that's my opinion. And as a Spurs fan, I feel like the Spurs are going to mop the floor with whoever they play. Um, so what are your thoughts on the next round? Wait, wait, wait. Before we answer that question, announce yourself. Who are we talking to? Oh, this is, uh, this is James. <laughs> what up, what up, what up, Jack? What up, Jack? What's going on, y'all? It was good. It was good. Um, honestly, I think the Warriors can be either Port. Well, it's going to be Portland because I don't think the Clippers will win without CP3 and Blake Griffin. Because I mean, they struggle to stop Portland with them. So they move right. on to Portland. They should. Ha- they could be Portland because I mean, Golden State has enough talent around them to handle Portland. Because Portland pretty much are still young and rebuilding after all the losses that they suffered last season. Right. Do they have enough to actually make it to the West, to actually survive the Western Conference Finals against possibly San Antonio? Fuck no. 
That's how I say it. That's what I say, too. I mean, uh, I them against a healthy San Antonio Spurs squad, no. It, 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 it will be too much for them. I agree. Am I still on the line? Yeah, you are. Oh, I think Charlotte just won, which is uh, not a shock to me. but Yeah, right uh, Right now I have it. At, it's, it's three seconds left in the fourth, and, they're, and Charlotte's up by two, so. I'm okay. waiting to see if it updates. If they did win, then they go up three to one, three to two, and okay. Game Six will be in Charlotte uh, coming up in a couple, probably, in a few days. Probably, probably uh, Friday, but Friday. The bottom yeah, line, Friday. the Eastern Conference yeah. is Cleveland is going to win the whole East. It's ridiculous how lopsided the East is, and how much LeBron sucks in the finals versus the West. But I'll leave that for another show. <laughs> oh, Jesus, he, he has a point though. I mean, let's I mean, let's face it. I mean, LeBron is two and four against the Western Conference. That includes Cleveland and Miami. He's lost two with Cleveland. He's lost two with Miami. So it doesn't matter where where the fuck he goes in the Eastern Conference. He still struggles against the Western Conference. Exactly. People just cry. Oh, LeBron didn't have help, nigga. He lost two rings to the fucking Miami Heat. D-Wade and fucking Chris Boss. I don't want to hear that shit no more. Yeah. Um, either way, I think that uh, the East, whoever comes out the East, I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that they're, they're not going to win the NBA championship because the West is just way too stacked right now. I mean, honestly, yeah, if you look at Cleveland, Cleveland did sweep Detroit, but if you look at those four games that they swept from Detroit, those were some close-ass games. If Detroit had a little bit more playoff experience and knew how to close out games, this series would be something different. Detroit, Detroit yeah, got a good team. Be, be right. They got a good team. They got something to build off of. But they really gave Cleveland a run for their money, even though they didn't win a game. Cleveland had to work to get those games out. Yeah, I'm now, looking at the they scores. Have a possible, yeah, I'm looking they at the scores now. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the scores now. 106-101 game one. 107-90 game two. 101-91 game three. And then a two-point victory in game, the clinch in game four, 100-98. Yeah, they it wasn't it was they were close. Oh yeah, yeah. Detroit's got a young, nice squad. They'll be all right. They just played the best team in the East. There's no shame in that. These other series, though, I can't speak on Atlanta, Boston, Miami, or Charlotte. I don't think any of them are going to give Cleveland any go. So, is Detroit really that bad? They're not far from you know being something in the East. In my opinion, no, they not. Atlanta, them a couple of years. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta, and Boston will be facing off tomorrow night, Thursday night, in Boston. The Hawks currently have a three to two series lead, so if the Hawks win in Boston tomorrow. They move on to the next round. Yeah, honestly, that series is one goal seven. I mean, Atlanta did come back on them and beat the shit out of them, but that series will go seven. <clears throat> because honestly, it's been an interesting series. That series 
also Toronto and Indiana. That's going to be a good series. Both of those series yeah, will go to seven. Yeah, I that think, one's uh, Miami and Charlotte? <laughs> I think Charlotte's going to win and go play. I think they play Cleveland, and Miami's going to lose. And I think Toronto's going to beat Indiana. I think Atlanta's going to win. I think Toronto and Cleveland are going to be in the Eastern Finals. And Cleveland will win 4-1. My opinion. Toronto and Miami. Toronto and Miami. Oops, sorry. If Miami does lose this series, then Cleveland will win it East. Because, honestly, I don't think a team that can compete with them in that conference. I mean, there's some okay contenders, but none of them are really legitimate. But, yeah, Cleveland will win it East. If Miami gets Toronto, put out in the first round. I was going to say Toronto, Indiana, they're playing uh, on the 29th, uh, which is coming up on uh, Friday. They're going to be playing. Yeah. Time has not been announced yet, but the Raptors currently lead that series 3-2, to two, which means that Indiana must win at home in order to extend it to a game, to a game seven. So we'll see how it happens there. Yeah, I think, I think that's going – that's going to go six. I think Toronto locks them out next game. Oh, and, and uh, it, oh, and the uh, Charlotte Miami game has gone final. Charlotte does win by two, ninety to eighty-eight. They now have a three-two series lead, going back to Charlotte uh, for game for game six uh, this Friday. I think uh, Charlotte okay. knocks them out on Friday. I think Charlotte knocks them out. Honestly, I think Charlotte does knock them out because besides, well, I'm not going to include this game, but those other four games, Tim Bay Walker has been on fire. Miami has yet found the answer for him. I mean, you still got Jeremy Lin. They got Courtney Lee. I mean, Charlotte has a squad. (laughs) They got Drogic. Drogic's not a defensive player, so they need – they need a defensive player to come come back to the point guard, and they don't have it. And that's, the, that's their advantage. And Joe Johnson I mean, has never Miami. been a superstar to me. Joe Johnson is a, he's a complimentary. He can be the best player on the court, but he doesn't want to be. He just doesn't care. He should be dominating this series. He's not. Honestly, when he was in Phoenix, I used to fear Joe Johnson because, I mean, he was a monster, especially when he used to play against the Spurs. But as I saw his career really go on from to New Jersey to well, to Phoenix to Atlanta to New Jersey to Miami, I was like, you know what? He's just a complimentary player. I mean, that's all he's really. That's, that's I mean, that's that's his career. So yeah, I mean. Oh, oh, wanted to touch on one thing on the wrestling, y'all. Y'all, we had left the wrestling, but y'all think AJ Styles is going to get the title? Because no. I haven't watched much. No. I'm a big Undertaker fan, so I don't watch much, but I fuck with AJ Styles heavy. And I hope no. they give him the title, but I don't know. Not yet. Not yet. They, they're they going to let Roman get his true reign, which is bullshit. Because that ass hair motherfucker, he doesn't deserve the... <laughs> he doesn't deserve any title. Hell, he doesn't deserve the old Divas title. 
Why you get this bad started, Jay? Why you get this bad started? <laughs> No, I just, I, just I would do, I would just ask him if, if he thought that uh, they would give AJ the title. I bet he's the best performer they got right now, overall. And he, the fans love him. Honestly, so it makes sense. It makes too much I mean, sense. Of course. You gotta think. The fans have followed AJ from TNA to New Japan. Oh, and Ring of and Ring of Honor. So. He's coming over to WWE. He came over to WWE with three different types of fan bases. So, of course, the fans are already on level because they've seen what he's done over the past decade and a half. Now, will he win the title against Roman? No, not yet. He will be a champion okay. someday in WWE, but not now. Okay. I see something okay. going on to cost him the belt. Okay. Makes sense. Even though they're That's all over. There are rumors saying that Triple H and Shane doesn't think that he is the guy. Wow. There you go. There you go. Thank we you. Got any more talk? We got any more talk of NBA before we move on? James, th- thanks for your input, though, for real, man. Thank you for your questions. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Always. Oh, no problem. No problem. No problem. Feel free to right. feel free to call in. I'll call back. All right. Well, you might even stay on because we actually wanted to talk NFL in a in like a few. We also want to go oh, through a mock draft. Oh, great. Well, let's talk NHL real real quick. We can talk NHL real quick. Uh, the NHL playoffs are now moving into the second round. There's only still one more. Uh, second round matchup to be determined out in the West. Uh, the San Jose Sharks moved on after their win on on April 22nd over the Kings 6-3. to They're sitting back waiting to see who's going to face them, either Nashville or Anaheim. Uh, they're playing a game seven right now tonight over in um, – over in Anaheim, and the National Predators are up right now two to nothing after a goal was scored by Paul Gustav with the assist uh, Paul Gustav just uh, a few just a minute or so ago. But right now the replay is being uh, looked at for the goal to make sure the goal is good. If it is, Nashville will go up two to nothing uh, with 3:20 left in the first period of Game Seven of that one. The rest of the second round is already set. Um, you have uh, the Islanders and the Lightning. The Islanders already have gone up one nothing in their series, second round series, after a five to three victory today in uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, the hometown Caps they're in the second round though it took some it took some doing. Uh, they beat the Philadelphia Flyers in the series. Four to two after they went up three nothing in the series, dropped two straight games before finally winning in Philadelphia uh, over the weekend. They have another uh, Pennsylvania team. Uh, their arch rivals, the Pittsburgh Penguins, starting Thursday night at eight. Uh, so you got that going. That's going to be at the Verizon Center. Dallas, St. Louis out in the West. They're going to kick off their series on Friday. And most likely the other, most likely the uh, winner of the Nashville Anaheim series will also 
be playing San Jose on that day. And so, yeah, those are your, your second-round matches matchups uh, so far. Whoever wins between Pittsburgh and Washington and the Islanders and Tampa Bay will be facing off for the Eastern Conference Championship, uh, depending on when that series ends. And then, of course, the Western Conference will be the winner of Dallas-St. Louis versus the winner of San Jose and whoever comes out of tonight's game. So that's your quick look at the at the NHL playoffs. They're getting out. They're, they're getting down to the wire now. They're in the second round now. So we'll, we'll we'll check back next week with the progress of that. But let's get into the NFL draft, which is coming up uh, in about 24 hours. The the annual draft. Fine. Good. Yes. Tomorrow is the first round of the NFL draft. Pam, what are your thoughts? So, you remember last week when I said that someone from a school like North Dakota State would not go in the top ten of the NFL draft? You remember I said that? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, do me a favor. Can you pass me the salt, pepper, and the ketchup? Because I'm about to eat. Because it's looking like I'm about to eat my words. Uh, because several mock drafts over the internet are pretty much predicting that Carson Wentz from North Dakota State is going to go in the either number one or number two. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But um, you know what? It's, you know that's what? what it's looking like. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I mean, last week I said neither him or Jeff Goff got to have any star power going into this draft. But with the recent trade, with the Eagles trading with the Cleveland Browns to acquire the second overall pick and the Los Angeles Rams trading with the Tennessee Titans to acquire the first overall pick, um, yeah, it lo- it looks like that the first two picks will be quarterbacks. Honestly, yeah. Mhm. I'm not gonna say that they won't do well in the NFL, but neither quarterback has that star power coming out. Like, who the fuck has seen North Dakota State play? I will say this, like, there's a lot of experts who are saying that, you know, Goff from from Cal is the more pro-ready quarterback of the quarterbacks that are in this draft. And Los Angeles, I mean, they they most they most likely will have, some, you know, Goff will most likely be ready to start, probably most likely win the starting job in training camp if he's starting week one, uh, which will make them trading all the way up to the no. number one overall pick worth it. That's possible. Whereas Philly sitting at number two, you know, Bradford wants to trade. After they traded away all their picks for number two, Bradford wants to trade. He wants out. And the only person they got behind him is Chase Daniel. So, you know, they got Chase Daniel. So, Wentz, he may sit maybe a year, two years before he actually sees any action. But, you know, you never know if he ends up dropping the number two. He might end up going number one to Los Angeles, but then again, 
I don't know if that would be a good move for Los Angeles because again, you know, they don't have yeah. you know they don't have you know the luxury of of you know having Carson Wentz sit for a couple of years to learn the system before he gets put in the in the, in, in there. Jared Goff can get, come in and most likely start right away because he's he's pro ready. Uh, right, but, that but I mean that's that's I got yeah I got another quarterback for y'all. So okay, it's a, under the radar guy, but he played for my old football team. Well, my fifth football team now, Jim Harbaugh went to Michigan State. Guy named Connor Cook. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's on my he's, draft board. He's, gonna, he's on my, uh, he's my gonna, draft. He's the most. NFL ready pro right now, and he might end up being the best quarterback in the few first few years. Jerry Goff has the most talent. Carson Wentz is going to be good too. I think Jerry Goff and Carson Wentz are going to be good quarterback, but I think Connor Cook will be a good quarterback as well. He's going to be a steal for whoever gets him because he's not going on first round. Uh, look up Connor Cook. He played in the pro offense. Not Jim Harbaugh. He played for Michigan State. Uh, Connor yep. Cook played in the pro NFL offense in Michigan State, and he's ready to run the pro football offense in my team. I've seen him play a few times. He's good. Honestly, this is where I'm going to go with it. Um, I think Connor Cook is the best quarterback coming out of this draft class. I mean, he's coming out of a pro offense. Plus, I saw him on the combine and his pro day. I mean, his release on the ball is second to none. He has a good release. He has a strong arm. I think he will be one of the biggest draft draft steals in this. He's possibly the biggest draft steal in this class. The fact that Carson Wentz and Jeff Goff are ranked higher than him, I don't. I just don't see it. I mean, you can make the argument right now. for Jeff Goff. He came from yeah. Cal, which is a Pac-12 school. He's in somewhat of a pro-style offense. He is talented, but I don't think he's better than Connor Cook. It is what it is. Yeah, and other guys, uh, Christian Hagenberg. Oh, he's gonna be he's gonna be a trap still. <laughs> Another guy he won't from go, pro offense. Yeah, he won't go until possibly the third or the fourth round, but he is a trap still. Yeah, I'm, guys are playing the pro offenses. I lean towards them early on. But I like Jeff Goff, though. I wish my team – I'm not a fan, so I hope that uh, – I was hope he would drop to seven, but he's not. Goff is going to be good, but he won't be good for that team because they need him to be great right away, and he's not going to be great right away. Oh, but of course he's not. I mean, too much pressure. Yeah. I mean, it's worse enough that – I mean, he's staying – yes, he is staying in California. I mean that's a good. I mean that's a good thing. But he's going to Los Angeles, where the spotlight is going to be on be on him even brighter. 
Then there's the fact that you're going to a team where you're pretty much guaranteed the starting job because, I mean, let's look at the quarterback competition that the Rams have. I mean, Nick Foles? <laughs> and I, I don't even know the other quarterbacks on the Rams. I don't even. With that Philly situation, that's kind of sticky because, I mean, you just you just gave up pretty much $50 million combined between between Sam Bradford and Chase Daniel. Yes, you have two quarterbacks making a combined $50 million. Chase Daniel is making average starter money considering the fact that he's never started many games. He's just a backup that knows Doug Peterson's system. I like Chase the fact Daniel. that. I mean, yeah. I mean, plus he has the advantage over Sam Bradford because he knows the city system. Yeah. He knows the offense. Now, if I'm the, if I'm the Eagles, here's the thing: with, uh-huh. if I'm the Eagles, I would dump Sam Bradford for the best best deal I can get because he can't stay healthy. So dump his contract and get and start over because the Eagles aren't going to win nothing anyway. Why, why keep a quarterback making twenty five million win? You ain't got that much talent around him. Exactly. But here, here, here's the real thing, though. Sam Bradford actually stayed healthy for the first time in his career as a Philadelphia Eagle. But here's the, here's the thing, though. One, he doesn't fit the offense. Two, you overpaid for him. Meaning, there aren't many teams that's going to pick up that contract because it's Sam Bradford. Now, you have Sam Bradford who... We thought who we thought a deal with Philly, knowing that they was going to draft a quarterback. The thing with that though, Sam Bradford didn't know they was going to trade the whole damn draft to get another quarterback. Sam Bradford knew coming into the season that he was not the long term answer for this franchise. So I mean, I don't blame him for wanting to trade, but at the same time, he knew what he was getting into prior. Prior when he signed the contract, like I mean, it is what it is. I think the but bottom line know. is, I think the bottom line is that the Eagles, like Sam Bradford's just, you know, he's just in a no-win situation here because I don't know many teams that'll pick up his contract that need a quarterback. So he's just in a no-win situation here. Uh, but real quick though, I did want to ask uh, Chills, who do you think the Reds? You know, Chills, have you noticed how the Redskins are more focused on the defense this all season than they have been in a long time? Oh, I'm going to tell, tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I have some inside information on that one. Uh, okay. Their GM is the 49ers and Seahawks ex-GM. Right, and those two teams made the Super Bowl in the last five seasons. Actually, three Super Bowls in the last five seasons. He he knows how to draft, and he starts with defense. So that's why the Redskins are doing that, and they're gonna be pretty good next year. Just throw it out there. I mean, you look at what they've done. They 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 signed Josh Josh Norman, who had his franchise tender rescinded, and literally within like twenty four to forty eight hours, he got signed to a, a five year deal with the Redskins. Uh, were set with what was it worth like seventy million, fifty million guaranteed. 
but the way yeah. they structured it, it still won't, you know, count too much against the salary cap. And mm-hmm. Josh Norman is a good cornerback. And there's and a lot of Mark Drafts had the Redskins picking uh, Chris Jones, the d- defensive tackle from Michigan, from Mississippi State. Uh, yeah. So, you know, with guys like Kerrigan and Junior Gillette uh, on the edges, and then you put him in the interior, uh, and then you put uh, that, that secondary out there, this defense is starting to starting to come together. With Breland in that corner, they, they, D'Angelo Hall still there. He's a safety. They got a nice team, nice nice secondary. They got building yeah, linebackers yeah. up though. McLaurin though, yeah, this yeah, this GM is uh, McLaurin. McLaurin's gonna find him a linebacker early in the draft. I'm gonna say that right now. He drafted Patrick Willis. He drafted Navar Bowman. He drafted uh, Alden Smith. He drafted, he traded for Armand Brooks. So they, they're going to get linebackers early in the draft, in my opinion. There's no yeah, way the GM is. I mean, uh, but I look at the secondary. Hmm. You got Brashad Breeland coming into his third year. You got Josh Norman coming off an all-pro year and coming out, you know, was in a Super Bowl. Then you have uh, D'Angelo Hall at safety and probably Duke Ian Nacho at the other safety. Uh, I mean, they got to prove that. They got to prove that part. They kick their hands starting. In my opinion, like Duke, yeah, uh, nah, he's, they need another safe start. I mean, it's, it's looking good. And then, uh, you know, the main concern, though, after, you know, Norman signed his contract was the fact that, you know, come 2017, they got a lot of free agents that they're going to have that look at um, – Next year, uh, Kirk Cousins, who's playing on a franchise tender, uh, both Pierre Garçon and, De- and, and Deshaun Jackson, uh, Jordan mm-hmm. Reed, uh, Junior mm-hmm. Gallette, uh, I believe mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. they're gonna be. They got a lot. They got to look at uh, okay. next year. You, you you ready for this? Y'all ready for I'm this? Ready. Okay. Okay. After the season, Pierre will be gone. I hate to say it, but it's cheaper to get rid of him next year because his cap number will be lower. Jordan Reed will get a new contract. Junior Gillette, depending on what he does this season, if he doesn't get hurt or does any dump shit off the field. Um, Deshaun is amazing. Because right now, they're so comfortable with Jameson Crowder. He can return kicks. He's great in the slot. He can pretty much do almost everything that Deshaun does except for become a, a deep threat. That'll be the only thing that keeps Deshaun on his team. Now, Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins has another all-pro type year, then he is the franchise quarterback. I mean, no matter what you say, I mean, he's going to be that guy. The way Josh Norman's contract is set up, the Redskins will have the room to decide whoever they want in 2017. 
earlier this week, we actually, the Skybox group, we actually created our own uh, group for the mock draft to pretty much pick your pick, predict your pick. I actually did one. Okay. I did one for the entire first round. I did one I did one through thirty one because remember the New England Patriots lost their pick. Oh shit. Oh right. Wait a minute. Before I get into this Um yeah. Two things I need to bring up. One, Miles Jack will need Michael Fox will need Michael Fox for surgery. He's done. Sometime down the line. He's done. His career's over. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Tom Brady's four-game suspension that was a pit that he appealed last year that didn't apply. Well, guess what? It came back and he suspended for the first four games of the 2016 season. What are your thoughts on that? They just said mad as shit right now, yo. He was hiding. He was hiding. Information, so I don't have no sympathy for the name cheat all the time. So good, in my opinion. He threw away his phone, so I mean that just sounds so very suspect. Anyway, he threw away mm-hmm. evidence and says he throws away his phones all the time. Like, why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. So that's why I say, Tom Brady, he knew what was going on. And he got caught, so good, good with you. Yep, and um, the only other, the only other recourse that uh, Brady would have to appeal uh, the appeals court decision would be the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court has gone on record saying that they are not going to hear his appeal. So basically, he has no other legal recourse. He has to accept the, he has to be, he has to do his suspension for the first four games of this upcoming season. And he could have he could have avoided this all by just sitting out four games last year. Now exactly. the team isn't as good as it was last year or two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. So now the team's gonna suffer. All you gotta do is sit out. Now they're gonna suffer. I have no sympathy for the Patriots. I think they're a bunch of cheaters. Well, they cheat. I don't want y'all opinion on this. They cheat but they do it within the realms of of being correct. They don't cheat like on purpose or whatever. They they do within the rules, but this this cheating. You know what I mean? I mean I feel you. They do it but sneaky. They do it I, sneakily, I, I, but they do cheat. But here's here's my thing with this though. Uh they deflated balls to make balls more catchable and to take some of the air out of Tom Brady's throws where he can actually throw the ball further. Can someone please explain to me the 159 yards and three touchdowns that LeGert Blunt had in that game? Yeah. How did no, that benefit the running back? <laughs> I'm not really talking about the deflated, the deflate gate thing because to me, they were going to beat. The Colts anyway. The Colts weren't that exactly. good, but I was talking about the other stuff they had, the uh, filming okay. people's progresses and, and and whatnot. That's more 
indictment, indicting them the deflate gate thing. It really is. But honestly, I know. think I think they're finally getting him from all the other shit that has happened throughout the years. Because I mean, yeah, the gate so is some that's bullshit. A, that's a but, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think that's I think that's but, a good one too. I think because there's so much that has happened in the past several years from this organization, from Belichick to Brady, it's like, you know what, we got to do something to these guys to make them actually feel it. I mean, this past year, all they really lost was their first-round pick. I mean, that's not going to hurt New England because, I mean, think about it. This is a team that has traded their first-round pick in the past few years and still been a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I mean, you, you look at some of Bel- you look they at uh, Belichick's style. All the time. Yeah. I mean, you look really look at the Patriots roster. I mean, most of those picks were later round picks. So it was like mm, that didn't even do nothing for him. We well, got five hundred thousand taken from too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but if I, I mean, that wasn't even a slap on the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, but those who follow the Skybox on Facebook, we actually do have our own group in on NFL.com where we're doing our own mock draft. Predict the pick. I'm going to reveal mine. 1 through 31. Y'all ready for this? I'm, I'm ready to see your first pick. Okay. In my mock draft, the first overall pick, the Los Angeles Rams select quarterback Jared Goff from Cal. <clears throat> Second pick overall, the Philadelphia Eagles select Carson Wentz. Okay. The San Diego Chargers. Despite needing an upgrade on the offensive line, they also need someone that can replace Eric Whittle, who they lost over this past offseason due to free agency. Where did he go? He went to Baltimore. Oh, good pickup. So, I went on the fact that they need someone that, that can replace their all-pro safety and someone that can help their secondary. So, I went with Jalen Ramsey. That's a good pick for him. With the fourth overall fourth overall pick, the Satan Star. They selected I, I got him getting Joey Bosa. This pick was actually kind of tricky because they was also looking at Ezekiel Elliott very heavy. But looking at the fact the that Dallas? Yeah. The oh, Devil okay. Star. Oh. <laughs> so looking at the fact that they both they 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 lost two of their defensive ends for the first four games of the season, and this is the second for the second straight year they will have to, they will have to play four games without Randy Gregory. The Dallas Cowboys need a pass rusher now because they don't have any options. I disagree they with need that. A pass I think they're going now. I think they're gonna go with uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I think Ezekiel Elliott. I think they're gonna run with him. Honestly, Ezekiel Elliott was my other pick for them, but they don't have no one to start those first four games with. Like, I mean, they can go another year 
without. They could go another year with uh, Derrick McFadden and Alpha Moore being in that backfield. But they don't Alpha have Moore. anyone. They don't have anyone to rush the pass, rush opposing quarterback. Like, you don't know what the fuck Randy Gregory going to give you because, I mean, shit, he's too busy getting high. Then DeMarco Lawrence, I mean, he's going to be out for four games too. So who do the quarter, who do the, the devil star have to actually come off that edge? No one. So no, that's why I put Next pick, was the, which is the fifth overall pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lord, this, was all, this also was a trouble pick for me. I went with Robert Honestly, I went with uh, Dimitri uh, for the simple fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars have been trying to rebuild their defense for the past few seasons. And honestly, they could use another another defensive end to give them a legitimate pass rush. Baltimore, I got Baltimore taking the fourth Buckner at six. Seventh overall pick, the 49ers. You might not like this trade, James. You might not like this move. <laughs> but I got y'all taking look I got y'all taking uh Larmy Pencil from Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Left I've heard it. I've heard that name. Yeah. Honestly, I think I think I think he'll be a great fit because with Chip Kelly offense, you need a you, you will need to offer a, a very athletic left tackle. I could see that. I could see him at seven. I could see them going with linebackers. Or the best available defensive linemen. But honestly, I thought thought Laramie would be a great pick for y'all due to the fact that due to the fact of Chip Kelly's offense. I mean, because let's be realistic. Kaepernick isn't going nowhere. Because he is Chip Kelly's type of quarterback who runs that Oregon Duck offense. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. We'll see. see. We'll see tomorrow. To we'll see tomorrow. I, I, hate to, I, hate to, I hate to see it. I hate to say it. But he is Chip Kelly's type of quarterback. He but, is, but he's got a lot of... Honestly, I think Chip Kelly can actually get Kaepernick back to that Kobo status. Hold on, though. Hold on. But hold on, hold on, Chills, though. Uh, he had, uh 49ers GM Trent Balk, uh, Balky said on ESPN uh, earlier yeah, that's what I'm about to go. that there is that, you know, he said, I quote, I wouldn't say we're out there looking for it, but I wouldn't rule it out talking about trading uh, Colin Kaepernick. So the GM is saying that there is a possibility that Ka- that Kaepernick could be traded this week. Again, they're not ruling it out. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're, they're not trying to it out. They're trying to, I, they're I, trying I, to um, let, get that leverage up. But honestly, pretty much, Kaepernick won't get Kaepernick won't get traded unless he takes a pay cut. He doesn't want to take one. Exactly. So exactly. we'll see how that goes. But to me, Kaepernick should stay let's not, with Chip Kelly. Let's not. But let's not forget about that contract that he signed not too long ago. What you deserve. Let's not pretend that. In my opinion, I mean. He, I mean, anyone that plays hard deserves their money. It is what it is. It's all about knowing yeah, your worth. Definitely, yeah. He took them to the it's Super Bowl. It's all about knowing your worth. They were, 
they were right there at the super, to winning a Super Bowl. So he deserved his bread, but he's got to prove himself again because his co- his coach is gone, Jim Harbaugh's gone. So he got to prove it, that he's what he was before. I, I think he will he will succeed under Chip Kelly. That's just my thought. If he stays, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Well, but he's he's a funny dealt with right Forty Nine ers, you know. Yeah. Here's a funny pick right here. With the eighth overall pick, I have Cleveland taking Ezekiel Elliott. Here's why. They need a running back. Here's why. They need a running back badly. I looked at the numbers between Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson Jr. They barely had a 1,000 yards combined. Plus, you add in RG3 and Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson is a great office of mind. He knows that a Cleveland offense needs pieces around for that team to succeed. They have, last year they had three Pro Bowler offensive linemen, so the line isn't a problem. It's just they need talent around it. So I think Zeke will actually be a great piece in Cleveland. Because he will get the ball. Knife for World Pick, I got Tampa taking Vernon Hargrave. DB. That's the best C when he drives. The Giants with the 10th pick, I got him getting uh, Ronnie Staley. (coughs) The Bears at 11, I got him getting Sean Robinson. The Saints at 12, I got him taking Kevin Dodd. I got Miami drafting LeBron Treadwell from Ole Miss. Oh, that's a They could use number one. Uh, the Oakland Raiders at 14, I got them taking Reggie Ragland. I'm sorry, I don't see Ragland falling to the skins at 21. I mean, plus the way Oakland has been building their team with Khalil Mack, they could use a solid middle linebacker. I mean, they're almost there to being a complete team. Like, shit, the Raiders might be a force to be wrestling with it in the year, another year or two. They're going to win now, the, in the, the AFC West. That's my shocker pick. Hey, that, that, that's my sleeper pick. With the 15 overall pick, the Tennessee Titans traded down. I got Tennessee getting Jack Coughlin from, I mean, Jack Coughlin left tackle from uh, Michigan State. I got the Lions taking Sheldon Rankins at 16. Atlanta taking Leonard Floyd at 17. The Colts taking Shaq, Shaq Lawson at 18. The Bills taking Jaron Reed at 19. The Jets taking Paxton Lynch at 20. Who's that? The Washington one? Redskins. Paxton Lynch, the Jets. Oh, the Jets. Jets. That's a good pick. The Redskins at 21. I got them taking Andrew Billings. The Texans at 22, I have them taking Corey Coleman. 23 is the Minnesota Vikings, and I have them taking Chris Jones. The Bengals at 24, I got them taking Josh Dotson. 
Phillips at 25. I have them taking Jalen Smith. The Seahawks at 26. I have them taking Noah Spence. The Packers at 27. I have them taking Hunter Henry. The Kansas City Chiefs at 28. I have them taking McKenzie Alexander to replace losing Sean Smith to free agency. At 29, I have the Arizona Cardinals taking Cody Whitehair. At 30, I have the Carolina Panthers taking Eli Apple. And at 31, I have the Denver Broncos taking Connor Cook. Mm, that's a good pick. Honestly, I don't. I mean, I don't want to see Connor drop that low, but it just might happen. I mean, Denver, I think Denver would be a great spot for him. Because, <laughs> I mean, he has so much already around him. So him ended up in Denver might be actually the best thing for his career to start off with. Because you're coming in with a defending Super Bowl champion. You already have a great defense. You have a, you have a decent run game, and you have marquee receivers. So he, well, I mean, him dropping that yeah. low could actually help his career. Possibly, possibly. Just, you know, you got to think, though, if our Denver going to go out and try to get at least a, vet, a veteran quarterback to come in. Yeah, there's a veteran quarterback to, for him to learn from. You know what I'm saying? That's he, the only uh, thing about it. He can learn from Kevin. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think that's why they brought in Mark Sanchez. Realistically, I mean, we all know Sanchez won't start. Let's be real. Come on now. His career ended after the butt I really don't think you want to learn anything from Mr. Butt Fumble, but okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, though, you know. Like, oh, wow. I think, that's, I think that was the purpose of them bringing in Mark Sanchez, like, to groom whoever is coming in to take over as a starter. And honestly, Connor Cook would be the perfect fit for that Denver team because he's the most pro-ready quarterback in his draft, in my opinion. I agree. So bringing him into a team that's pretty much established is a win-win situation. So him dropping that low to Denver, oh, that will be one of the best things to happen to his career. That's true. I agree. I'm just saying. I mean, it's less people have to worry about. Well, we won't know until until Thursday night uh, when the draft kicks off. All right. See what's yeah, going to happen. Tomorrow. I can't wait. I want. I can't wait to see how it's going to go. I'm, I'm be, interested I'm to see number uh, one. I'm gonna be watching prior to uh, going on the air for for my check tomorrow night. I'm definitely gonna be watching. You know, just to see what's oh, yeah. going to be number one and who who the Redskins are going to pick at number 21. I uh, think the Redskins are going to go linebacker, in my opinion. Honestly, a lot a few people have said that we might take uh, Reggie, Reggie Reglin. He would be a great pick, considering the fact that he's the best middle linebacker coming out. Yeah. I'm just going I mean, off I'm the, not uh, the GM, the GM. 
loves linebackers. He's gonna he's gonna I find mean, a rest in the linebacker in this draft. I feel like the, he's the best. I, mean, one. I know that he's gone. That's my opinion. I, I, I know, know that when he drafts, he drafted Bruce Irvin. Right. He drafted uh, I said Pat Willis and um Navarro Bowman in the third round. So he's gonna find a linebacker. Julian's own Navarro Bowman. Yeah, I had to throw that out there, you know. One former well, round Obama, Third round pick. He found him. He's the man. But he's gonna find Honestly, him. He's gonna find somebody. The reason why I, I picked uh Andrew Bellis for the Redskins is for the simple fact that the Redskins need a real nose tackle. They can't have a three four defense without a nose tackle. I look at Andrew Bellis. Because to me, he is the most complete nose tackle in his draft. He can play in a 3-4. He has the strength to eat up space, and he also has quickness. He's very physical. He plays He plays mad. And he has the pro-ready ability to make an immediate impact. That's why I picked Andrew Dennis for the risk. Oh. I heard his name. I heard his name. So, he's a uh, he's a no sack wide Bella. But honestly, Reggie Wagner would make a great pick too, because I mean he's the best middle linebacker, middle linebacker coming out of college, and the Redskins need a good middle linebacker. I mean, I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much done with uh, Perry Riley. I mean, he's good covering a run, but in covering, uh, nah, bro. All the uh, the Mark drafts got the Redskins taking a deep tackle. They got him taking Duran Reed from Alabama. Must be another big space eating line, defensive lineman. So you might be on with your pick. Yeah, he he was another one I thought about. They also had us taking uh, Jones too. So I'm like. Honestly, I think we go on with Andrew Bellin. <laughs> that makes sense because it's a defensive tackle. Currently, exactly. it's a, a, a strength. I mean, a, a weakness. Okay, I mean, guys, really got is, I mean, without my bad. Go ahead. No, I don't. I, I don't want to interrupt the NFL talk, but I got. Uh... Some updates from the NBA. Uh, Clippers currently have a five-point lead over Portland at the half, 50-45. to 45, And Golden State is already running away with this game from Houston. They're up 41-24 midway through the second quarter. Not surprising so, at all. So, yeah. So, anybody who thought they couldn't do it without, without oh, Steph Curry, uh, they're proving it right now. Yeah, but well, the Rockets aren't a good example of that. They're not a good example. Exactly. The Rockets are trash, honestly. But here's, a, here's, a, here's something that I actually said last show, or I also said during the week, that Golden State should have rested Steph, Steph Curry instead of bringing him back for game four. For I disagree. Black. I mean, I wouldn't have brought him back. I mean, I, I would have let, let him rest it. I, I let disagree him because I wouldn't even risk if, the injury. If you if you sweep the rocket, you get rest anyway. So I, I don't I don't yeah. agree with that because 
this other series is going seven. So I can't. I don't. I don't think you should rest him if you can knock the Rockets out immediately. So he got hurt. You know what I'm saying? But that's just. But, a, I mean, he fights the combat. I understand where you coming from, but he just, he hurt his ankle in Game Three. Game Four, Houston wins. I'm not going to risk further injury on him, which they did. Well, I think that yeah. Houston won Game Three. He was he got hurt in game he got hurt in the, uh, in the same game. He fucked his ankle up. Right. Game Four, he messes his MCL up. I'm not going to risk injury on a player that's already injured for, for a team that I can beat without him. I mean, I understand what you're saying. You know, the next, the other series will probably go game, go two seven. At the same time, let him, let him get the time that he needs to get better. Right. I mean, I'm not going to throw him out there on a messed up ankle, going against a team that that can't even match my bench. I agree. I mean, that's the way. I mean, that's the way. I mean, I'm not going to risk further injury on. Yeah. I'm not going to risk further injury on my best player to be the team that I, I don't to be the team that I don't even need him for to be. That's a good point. That's a good point. They don't need him for the Rockets. So you are right exactly. about that. It's the Rockets. I would think I mean, you want to play. I would think you don't even play him. You think you blow him out in the first half and get him off, get him out the way. But I see what you're saying too. I mean, you can't. I mean, it's the playoffs. You can't. You can't really risk getting your best player hurt when he's already hurt. Like, I mean, granted, you might need him for the later rounds, which you will. But allow him some time to at least get his ankle taken care of to the point where he can play, and not worry about risking too much of another injury. So Steph wasn't ready. Steph was not ready to come back in that in Game Four. I'm sorry, it, he wasn't. No. I mean, yeah, the, you could say that the floor in Houston was slippery. This any other, but that was a bad floor. Be realistic. Wet. I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, it's the NBA. Shit happens. His ankle wasn't strong enough to keep. I mean, wasn't strong enough for him to be out there in the first place. Right. Right. You're right. Yeah, so man. now I'm like, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I got a couple things. I was, what, I, what I was going to say was, I mean, right now, I mean, now it's like he's he's at a risk where he possibly won't be back until the Western Conference Finals, if that. I mean, they say it's two weeks, but it's an MCL. <laughs> Even if he does come back, he's not going to be 100%. All right, go ahead, Trey. All right, just got a couple tidbits before we get up out of here. Um, Johnny Manziel, back in the news, as many people know, uh, he actually got indicted by a grand jury in Dallas on a Class A misdemeanor domestic assault. Um, he will be. He um, his attorney has uh, announced that he that Manziel, the 23 year old former Cleveland Brown quarterback, will turn himself in for booking on May 4th, which is a day before his scheduled court hearing, which is May 5th in Dallas. Now, um, he was indicted due to uh, uh, his 
Jones' ex-girlfriend alleging that he hit her and threatened to kill her during a night out in January. Uh, the misdemeanor carries a sentence of a, up to a year in jail and a $4,000 fine. Uh, he, uh, once he is uh, booked in, once he is booked in on May 4th, he will have a $1,500 bond, which most people are expecting he's going to pay. Uh, so Manziel just is, you know, he can't win. He can't win at all. And uh, other tidbit, Manny Pacquiao is in the news as well, but not for his in-ring work, but out of the ring. Uh, according to President of the Philippines, uh, Benigo Aquino the uh, Third, terrorist, a terrorist group, Abu Sayyid militants, actually had a plan to kidnap Pacquiao or one of the boxer's children, as well as Aquino himself, uh, as well as Aquino's sister, or one of her children, and use them as bargaining chips for the release of one of their militant cohorts. Um, wow. So, yeah, so apparently there was a plot of, uh, uh, afoot, but apparently it's been, uh, it's been thwarted, so... Uh, Pacquiao is safe as of right now, but man, that's that's insane. That is insane that they were thinking about that that's been going on. But that's what happens when you're a celebrity in a country such as this. Uh, so that that's what it is. And uh, some positive news out of sports. Uh, Steve Smith made made news after he video surfaced of him taking an 18 year old autistic student to her prom down in North Carolina. Uh, Smith took 18-year-old Aubrey Bridges, who has autism and vein of gallon malformation, to her prom in Gaston County, North Carolina. And Bridges was actually voted prom queen by her peers. So that is pretty freaking awesome for Steve Smith seeing to do that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, one more thing I want to uh, throw. I want to throw out there. Did you guys know that Beast Mode, LaShawn Lynch, is over in Haiti helping building houses? Yes. I mean, he's, yes. he's not, o- not only helping, but he also financed this shit. Like, normally when you hear celebrities doing shit like this, you know, mostly, most of the time they cut a check and sit out the crew, but he's actually doing manual labor. Like, bruh, that's off. Respect. Major respect to to Beast Mode for doing that. That's amazing. That is awesome. See, so there is some good out there from from sports figures, uh, especially football players. They do do uh, people don't realize that and people don't see that. But you know what? We're gonna make sure y'all see and hear about it, uh, and well, cool. and whatnot. So that's awesome. You try to promote the positive over here. Yeah, and also, if you haven't had a chance to check out NXT tonight, make sure you check out NXT on the WWE Network because they're showing uh, the match where Samoa Joe defeated uh, Ben Ballard to end his 292-day reign as NXT champion at a live event in Lowell, Massachusetts last Thursday. So make sure you check that out. And speaking of the NFL Network, but, now the WWE, WWE is cracking down on people sharing their accounts with other people by um, providing an error message if more than one person is streaming on that account. 
they get mm. a, they get an error message that says WWE is no longer uh, that the, the streaming limit has been reached. So if you share your account with uh, other people, uh, you might want to tell them they need to put up that ten dollars and get their own account. <laughs> so, oh wow! Pretty much. Yeah. So Pretty much. Make sure you, make sure that you know, let people know that. I actually have somebody that shares my account. I might have to let them know, hey, bruh, <laughs> I don't know if I can hook you up anymore, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Just $10. But on some real shit, though, right, on some real shit, though, one, I need to create my own account because I was sharing off uh, other people. Also, it's been real, y'all. It's been a good show. I want to thank James for calling in. Everyone that's been listening, thank y'all for listening to tonight's show. Uh, we will see you again next Wednesday. Tomorrow night, we have Mike Check with DC's People's Champ and Queen Poison. Friday night, we have His and Hers. Sunday, we have The Refresh. And, of course, like I said, next week, next Friday, next, well, oh, shit, Wednesday, we have Skybox. All right, y'all. We out. We past time now. We'll see y'all next. We'll uh, talk to y'all next week. Holla. All right, thank you.